there is an all caps huge mistake that a lot of sales reps are making and it's in how they define persistence within a prospecting context. And in this week's episode of the Sales Playbook Podcast, we're going to talk about how this perceived persistence, if you will, hurts most sales reps short-term and actually long-term. My name is Paul Castain from Castain Training Systems, and I'm the author of the YourSalesPlaybook.com blog and your host for the Sales Playbook Podcast. I've personally trained over 60,000 sales reps, sales leaders, and business owners to sell more. So get your playbooks ready because school is now in session. This week's episode of the Sales Playbook Podcast is brought to you by our brand spanking new AI Sales Mastery About It at the end of the podcast. If you'd like to learn more now, you can mosey on over to YourSalesPlaybook.com slash AI Sales Mastery. Uh, if you've been listening to me for more than one episode, you know I like to get right down to business. It happens to be a personal pet peeve of mine. When I'm listening to it, I notice this with a lot of the cool kids podcasts. They do this. And all of a sudden, you're 10 minutes, you know, you're like five, 10 minutes in, and you're like, like, are they going to get down to it? Are they going to get to the fucking point here already? I mean, between the commercials from the sponsors and then, you know, the bantering and all the foreplay and stuff. And next thing you know, it's like, come on, man. Like, yeah, we got to do the deed here. So uh, I want to get right down to it. So I want to address this whole, I guess, love affair people have with what they think is persistence. And I'm here to tell you, right? No, no spoiler alert here that I really believe, and that's really not the point of the podcast, that a lot of sales reps are confusing persistence with being just a complete pain in someone's ass. So I want to give you two different scenarios. And uh, I promise you this, too. Here, I, I have to give you a little bit of a guarantee. Remember I said before, I just really can't stand it when podcast hosts are dicking around for five and ten minutes and not getting to the fucking point, right? Here's the other thing, too, and this is another little pet peeve, but uh, I'm saying this in case you're new so that you know, okay, thank God, you know, he's going to do this the right way. There, And I saw this when I first started uh blogging back in 2008 and when I first started podcasting which is 2010 man I've seen it and it's like somewhere in the instruction manual for like bloggers and thought leaders and certainly you know people on podcast I, I think people were taught you know piss and 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 moan and complain and and rant but by no means offer anybody like something that they should be doing to remedy the thing that you were just fucking complaining about. So I promise you this. Yeah, I'm going to rant a little bit about it because I want to dramatize the whole thing here. I want to expose it and beat it up a little. So it's like, all right, I got the point, Castain. But I'm, I'm going to offer you, you know, some remedies to this. I just don't want you to think he's just going to go on and on and on, you know, to hear himself talk and not offer us, you know, anything. So I promise you there's going to be some substance here. 
or substance. I don't know what word I just try to say there, and I'm not editing it out. But anyway, so I'm going to present two scenarios. The first one happened a few years ago on LinkedIn. And I don't know if you guys noticed this. You guys notice that there are these things on LinkedIn that like really make the rounds. I mean, like people beat the shit out of some of these posts where it's like, you know, within a few days, it's like, okay, I've officially seen this 10,000 times. Nothing new about this anymore, folks. Can we move on? you know, to the next meme or some shit or whatever, but it's just like too much. So there was this thing that was going around in the sales circles. It was a few years ago. I'm going to say it's got to be at least three years or so. Maybe it was longer. Maybe it was five. And uh, I, I really haven't seen it at all since then, but man, did it make the rounds. And it was something along the lines of someone saying, I think it was a decision maker, it might have been from the, the salesperson's perspective, but I thought it was from the decision maker's perspective where they were saying that this sales rep cold called them like 52 days in a row. Maybe it was 32 days. doesn't even matter the amount of time. I'm going to tell you it was over 30 days and it was every single day that this sales rep cold called this particular prospect. And, you know, talking about how then, you know, it was their persistence that got it and everything else. Um, I want to tell you that um, most of the people that I hang out with, and I want to tell you who I hang out with, so you don't think, well, that's just Paul's thing. That's just you know his problem with it. Now I'm basing this on a few things. Uh, this, this unfiltered opinion of that I'm about to give you, and another example that I'm about to share. I want to let you know that uh, for the last. I'm going to say almost 30 years uh, in one way, shape or form, I've been in a leadership position and um, you know, I own my own printing company. I was in a leadership position means I was a decision maker, which means that I was on the opposite end of this. I could tell you what it's like when people are bombarding you with, with stuff, right? That's number one. When um, I worked for Dale Carnegie, I was a decision maker there. I was in a leadership position. Um, Again, on the receiving end of a lot of people trying to sell me a lot of stuff. When I worked for Consolidated Graphics, billion dollar year printing company, uh, a lot of you guys know it as CGX. Uh, I was a decision maker there. I was on the receiving end of a ton of sales messages. And most recently, for the last 12 years now, I've owned Castane Training Systems and, you know, as the name implies, it's it's my company, and I'm the decision maker, and I'm on the receiving end of probably more than all those other things combined uh, in terms of sales messaging. Um, in addition to that, uh, every single week, I'm coaching sales reps, so I see what they're doing out there and what works and what doesn't. I also coach a ton of sales leaders who, again, are business owners, a ton of business owners, and I also do a ton of mastermind groups with business owners and, again, those decision makers. So I don't want you to think that what I'm about to say is just my opinion. I'm telling you it's shared by a lot of people that are out there, and I'm going to tell you this. I don't know really hardly any decision maker that I've ever met that's going to sit and tell you that you know that they love it when a rep calls them every single day emails them every single day linkedin every single day when they just carpet bomb them with sales messaging 
And, you know, I do believe that, yeah, there are some people out there that that would resonate with, but I think the mass majority is going to. You ready for this? The unfiltered part. Earmuffs, if bad language bothers you, I think the majority of the people you come across are going to tell you to fuck off. And that's obviously not a good thing. So that's the first example I want to give. Now I want to give you a more recent one. This is occurring right now. Right now. And just to give you the date, we're looking at July 23rd, 2023. I want to say that because I know that being that I have a podcast that's been around now for 13 years, um, you know, you guys are listening to these things sometimes too in three years and four years after um, I've recorded them. So I just want to kind of put that timestamp in there and let you know that as of right now, I've been seeing this thing go around LinkedIn about, you know, and they're calling it different thing. The perfect prospecting sequence, right? You know, the perfect prospecting cadence. And it goes something like this. I'm not going to read all of it. And also, too, I want to be very clear that I am not here to shit on other sales trainers and say they're idiots or to embarrass them or to have a war with them. But one of the things that really doesn't sit well with me is when I see people spewing crap that is going to hurt a sales rep who might be on thin ice who certainly you know wants to provide for their family and they're giving shitty advice from somebody that they respect and then they think that this is viable you know a viable tactic when in fact it really is something that is hurting people short term and long term so here's this whole prospecting sequence i've been seeing and it's chart that's been going around linkedin i'm not going to read the whole thing for you but on day one it's saying that you should send an email, right? Day one. On day one, the very same day, you are to send a LinkedIn connection request. Then the same day, you're supposed to, set, you know, a phone call or a cold call or whatever you want to call it. So again, just to summarize, all in the same day, an email, a LinkedIn request, a phone call. Now, I'm no math major, but that's three fucking attempts within the same day. And I'm going to tell you that's irritating. But now you do that once and I think it's irritating. But what this sequence calls for is that you are to do very similar type of thing again on day three. Day three, it calls for... um, Oh, I'm sorry. I completely lost my place. It calls for an email, uh, a LinkedIn message, and a phone call. You're going to be doing that same shit again on day 14 with again oh by the way that email that it said and i do this idea in many ways i don't like but in many ways i love what it states is the kind of email that you're sending is a reply email better known as a bump email if you've been listening to me for a while i hate those things because most of them are just like hey any thoughts on the last email and an email, I think what, what you really want to do is, you know, add something new to, hey, one more thing I wanted to add to this, or hey, have you thought about this or that, or based on some research that I've done, you know, here's another type of, you know, thing that you might be interested in. But on day 14, you're going to send a different email, you're going to send uh, a LinkedIn message, and again, with the phone or whatever. On day 15, you have two different attempts in that same day again, right? And then on day, uh, what day are we up to here? I'm sorry, day 14, you have, uh, no, I'm sorry, day 14, it's one attempt. But, and you ready for this? On day 15, you send them a breakup email. 
So here's how I can translate what's happened here, okay? It's going to be, you know, if I, if I may, hey, 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 right? Same day. you like, hey, hey, you, hey, you. Oh, okay, you're not interested. Okay, I'll stop. 15 fucking days in, you're going to give up, right? So now let's talk about what I believe are both the short-term and the long-term uh, consequences of this type of thing. First of all, I, <laughs> I, I, and I've seen this a lot. I've had it happen with me. I've had it happen with clients, and I've certainly been the bearer of this message that I'm about to tell you. The average person that you're doing that to is going to tell you to fuck off. And I'm telling you, when that happens, you ruin your shot. All because you couldn't put some space between your prospecting and your attempts or whatever. That's number one. Number two, the people who don't tell you to fuck off, right? Actually tell you, hey, fuck off, right? Or hey, remove or whatever. Whatever version of fuck off that really is a fuck off. What's going to happen is those people, a lot of other people who just don't, you know, are not confrontational like yours truly, what they're going to do now is, you know, they've become conditioned to disregard and delete you. Why? Because you've created a really bad stimulus response situation. Here's the stimulus. Any, any message from you now is a stimulus. The response, ignore. The response, delete. And in many cases, I'm here to tell you, it will condition the recipient of your emails to the point they will not even open your email. They're going to see it's from you. There's the stimulus. Oh, it's that Castain fellow again. What a pain in the ass he is. And, you know, like, why would I open it if I know that there's no value in there? And if I am bombarding you with phone calls and emails and LinkedIn messaging all within the same day right? I'm not even warmed up yet, man. There's more to this than you think. The other thing too is that you've really changed the vibe because the vibe now is one of evasion. What happens when people become with you? I mean, I want you to take your salesperson's hat off now. And when people are pushy and they're in your face, do you embrace it and get closer to them or do you retract? You're going to retract that is the human response for most of us, unless you just really dig annoying fucking people that are just always in your face and just always, right? I mean, we've had it. I mean, I hate to say this. We've had this with friends and family. It's like, you look at your phone, it's like, Jesus Christ. I mean, here they are again on the caller ID. It's like, and you know, like you're not trying to be an idiot, but you're, you're saying to yourself, I, 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 this has to go into voicemail. I mean, you know, enough already, right? And that's that's what people, you know it can happen. And if you're somebody I know listening to this, I never do that to you, just so you know. I'm just talking about other people and how shitty they are. I mean, I always, I always do things right. But anyway, here's where I think it gets bad. When you're constantly chasing somebody, and you've created this vibe, again, vibe of chasing someone, and one where now they are embracing evasion, is it possible that you can come across as desperate? I mean, I don't want to chase people. I'm telling you that right now. And um, 
you know, I also, I, I want to be clear about something else, too, because I told you I kind of rant a little bit. Um, there are a lot of people out there, and, you know, a few years ago I saw this, and thank God it's kind of calmed down a little. A lot of these people that were referring to themselves as, quote-unquote, social sellers, uh, it was very interesting because a lot of these people that I saw that were even putting themselves up as thought leaders um, had zero experience as sales reps. And if they did, uh, it was very little. Um, a lot of them had mostly, even if this, but you know, a lot of them had marketing experience and things like that. But there's a lot of thought leaders out there, especially on LinkedIn, who will tell you, you know, it's a lot better to have people pursue you, that you should put content out there and have people approach you. Now, who am I to argue with that when what you're you're hearing that message right now on, you know, a piece of content, if you will, right? This podcast is considered content. And if you've been following me for a while, you know that I'm all over the place, man. I'm you know, on all the social networks, or most of them anyway, right? I'm on most of them. I have this podcast. I have a blog that has, I think we're at like 4,500 entries now in that, or blog posts rather. Since 2008, I've been doing that. So, you know, and I'm putting out content everywhere. And I'm going to tell you that this podcast has been wonderful as far as lead generation and, uh, you know, the stuff I do on my blog and everything and really put me in business and has kept me in business for the 12 years that Castane Training Systems has been Castane Training Systems. But I'm also here to tell you, if I waited for the world to beat a path to my door, I would have starved and I almost did. (coughs) I'm not kidding you. And I won't get into the whole story today. Uh, you know, when I first started the business, I got a little too reliant on that. And that's when I was like, wait a minute, you know, Castane, you kind of came up old school, man, picking up phones and, you know, hunting business. You need to do that too. So I don't look at this as, you know, um, business is best when it comes to you. I don't look at it as business is best when you just hunt it. I think both could exist quite nicely together. Uh, but... I'm here to tell you that I do not want to create a vibe where I am chasing you. I'm not going to do it. Uh, I think it hurts us long term. How do you think it hurts us long term when somebody, let's just say that somebody admires, you ready for this? Admires your quote unquote persistence. I think those are far and few between because the world is different now. Uh, in terms of how much messaging the average person, let alone average decision maker, is exposed to. So, you know, let's just say now you get that one person. I admire your persistence. Let's, uh, you know, let's talk about this. If you've created a vibe of desperation and that I am chasing you, I am willing to chase you, I'm here to tell you that there's a higher probability that, A, at a minimum, they might jerk you around. Why? For no other reason. Not because they're nasty, not because they're a dick, but because they can, because you've told them you can, because I am going to hunt you to whatever ends of the earth. Number one, but I think there's a higher probability of them wanting to play, let's make a deal, and wanting to negotiate, and wanting to beat the shit out of you on your price. I'm not kidding you. All because you created this vibe in the beginning. You know? Now, 
the other thing, I just want to go back and just say something. Because I just, I'm sorry, this is like completely going backwards. I'm like, you're going to think, wow, man, is he like drunk? Did he do a couple of bourbons? Not yet. Maybe that's my problem. It's, uh, well, it's, it's, it's late enough I could have a bourbon. It's, it's after three o'clock in the afternoon, you know. Um, I'm okay with it anytime after 8 a.m., quite frankly, because uh, it does uh, satisfy a food group somewhere, I'm sure. And it does kill germs. But, um, but anyway, I digress. But I do want to say this, that, you know, especially when you have something where you're carpet bombing somebody with messaging, and then 15 days into it, you're sending them a breakup email. So you're losing on that. And first of all, I believe that you're losing, kind of summarizing now in a way, you know, you're losing out because I think you are going to create, you know, a fuck off response from somebody, which to me, you just ruin you. Don't get the fuck off. I think you're going to get disregarded and deleted. I also think that when you follow these sequences that people are posting it like it's the second coming of Christ, which it's just, it's, you know, it's, I realize that there's some major players that did it and they made money doing this or whatever, but I just, I don't think it's a practical way of doing it, which again, we'll get into in a minute. I think to bombard somebody and then, you know, at the end of 15 days, okay, fuck it, I'm done. You're going to give up after 15 days. I, I don't get that. I really don't get that. I, I would be against this if it said that you should send a break every five days unless you have a scenario. I do think there are exceptions to the rules. If you have something that is a real hot lead, it's a timely thing, you know definitively that when somebody contacts you and you cannot get on a call with them within X amount of time, that deal is done. Somebody else you know, swooped in for the kill. I get it. But we're quitting after 15 days, folks. I mean, that's just, I mean, seriously, I, I think that the people doing that should hang their head. I mean, you're giving up after 15 fucking days. I, 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 I couldn't call myself a sales professional giving up after 15 days. So what does this all mean, right? Like, I, again, I just ranted and complained and, you know, shit on this guy. You know, everybody's uh, new best friend here with this prospecting sequence. Um, I think it's very, very simple, right? A few things. Number one, stop carpet bombing the shit out of your prospects. Uh, yeah, I, I, I see no reason within the same day to hit somebody up three different ways. I don't. I don't. I don't think any good comes of that. You could tell me what people respond. I think more people are not going to respond and just now ignore you. And, you know, I hope when you say people are responding, please don't count the fuck off emails as a response because, you know what, I could get a really good, uh, not really good, I can get responses too. If I walk in to church right now on a Sunday, go, can I get everybody's attention? Hey, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, father. You know, I'm going to get a response too, but not necessarily the response. I think that could be a bad thing. Um, the other thing that I just want to say is that, you know, so the remedy is stop car- carpet bombing them. Put some space in between. You know, you're contacting them on day one. I love the idea of a proper bump style email where you're replying to your own email. But uh, does it have to be on the first day? Or whatever, I mean, you know, or the third day, you know, whatever, I mean, you know, or at, during a day when I'm doing two other attempts, I mean, you know, do it on its own. You know, maybe do that on day three. 
you know, chill out for a few more days, then hit them up on another thing. And you know what? I'm not opposed to doing maybe two different things within the same day. You know, have at it or whatever. And you know what? Just for shits and giggles, if you want to really sprinkle in a day where you're doing three attempts, God bless, go ahead and do it. But to make that a regular part of your sequence, man, I think you're hurting yourself both short-term and long-term. And that's really the sermon. Very Two very easy-to-do remedies here. Number one, stop carpet-bombing them. Right, Put some space in there for this communication to breathe. It doesn't have to be all within the same day. Spread that shit out a little bit. Take that sequence that everybody has been, you know, sharing like ad nauseum. And, you know, take it from 15 days, turn it into a 30-day thing or whatever. Now, I know that there are probably people listening to this or people you're going to tell and say, I mean, <laughs> I, uh, I've done quite well with this. My coaching clients have done quite well with this. Um, and believe me, um, you know, I almost said, you know, you know, I get less fuck off emails. No, I still get fuck off emails. And uh, it doesn't matter with some people. Some people are just miserable people. And, you know, I, I actually like getting a fuck off email. I really do because I consider it a gift. And the gift is, you know, me and that person, if they're going to take that kind of tone with me, we're, it's a matter of time before we get into a brawl. You know, and they're often saying, you know, <laughs> you know like, yeah, how do you like me now, bitches? Like I'm putting to the desk or whatever. No, I don't mean that. I mean, it's just a matter of time before I tell them to fuck off. They're telling me to fuck off. So you know what? Let's just, uh, you know, have a nice preemptive early fuck off, right? And, you know, everybody can go on about their life or whatever. So um, I know that, you know, we're not going to get along anyway. And I think it's good also because, you know, you know where you stand and you're not going to waste time and and effort and resources on a person that's just not going to, you know, no interest or whatever. You know, they can be a good thing. But what I have a problem with is getting that rejection simply because I annoyed the hell out of somebody. Um, and, you know, again, don't don't call that a lack of urgency or a lack of balls or whatever it is. It's just common sense, um, you know, and certainly uh, stop with this quitting after 15 days thing. And, you know, I guess my last point that I want to make is um, breakup emails are fucking stupid. They really are. They're, they're awful. Um, mostly the way they're written, uh, a lot of them threaten to close the file. Um, what does that mean? And, you know, what do I care if you, you know, close the file? I mean, are you going to shrink me and then squash me in the fucking file or whatever it is? I mean, if, you, if you're going to threaten me with something, you know, threaten to take away my cigars and bourbon and tell me, you know, uh, I'm not allowed to play my guitar for a week or, or something, you know, like I'm getting punished or whatever. But closing a file, like, and, and even who the fuck uses files anymore? It's like, I, I, don't, I don't even understand that. So that, that was old, like 30 years ago when, when I first heard that one. Um, but the, the problem with breakup emails is that they limit your next move. If you're basically telling somebody, hey, I'm warning you, if I don't hear from you, I mean, you're not saying it that way, but hey, I'm warning you, if I don't hear back from you, I'm going to close the file, right? Now, I don't hear back from you. Now, what do I do now? Do do I contact you and say, you know, haha, well, I was just kidding. You called my bluff, right? So you're limiting 
your moves. And again, I come back to the point. Why are we even talking about ending communication 15 days into a campaign unless, of course, you have that time-sensitive thing? But to me, my remedy for you know people not responding to me with a certain period of time, I call it you know heat up, cool off, heat up again. So at the beginning of a campaign, if you will, or approach, whatever you want to call it, we heat it up, right? And you know I think a gradual heating up, almost like you know like music, like a crescendo, right? A gradual build up where you know maybe you know that message is getting more intense, maybe you know uh, the frequency between attempts is getting shorter, and you're going a little more aggressive with it. You can kind of ramp up to that or whatever. No problem. That's the heat up period. Now I don't hear from you. You haven't responded. You know, after whatever amount of time, certainly not 15 fucking days, I'll tell you that, but whatever. You know, you get to that point now where it's like, okay, I, you know, I haven't heard back, or I, you know, whatever. Now I'm going to cool off that, that whole thing. And, I'm, and when I cool off, I don't break up with you. I don't threaten to close the file. What I do now is that now, instead of maybe hitting you up once or twice a week or whatever... Now it's going to be once or twice a month for a period of time, maybe six months. I don't know. That's the beauty of having other people to call, by the way. I'm going to let it cool off for a little while, set up an alert in my CRM, and then guess what? I'm going to heat that shit back up again a later time. But I'm not breaking up with you. I'm not. There's no reason for it. So that's really how I go about it. So again, I just think that um, a lot of the time, we think that it's an admirable quality to be persistent. I think it's an important quality to have as a sales rep, but my fear is that many of you might be confusing that and being a sincere pain in someone's ass. Again, short-term effects of that, you're going to get a lot of fuck-offs, you're going to get a lot of remove me from your list, a lot of people hanging up on you and shit because you just got on their nerves with this carpet bombing approach. The other thing short term that i believe is that the people who aren't confrontational are just going to disregard you and they're going to ignore you and you've conditioned yourself is really not valuable but really more of a pain in the ass you've created a bad stimulus response type of scenario where you know you call or you reach out or you know you send something on linkedin and now they have to ignore you and the vibe becomes one of evasion But now getting into the longer term thing, I think you're creating uh, a vibe where it's okay with you that you chase them and hunt them down and that, you know, you know, in many cases you're coming across as desperate and, and needy. And I think that if you're able to land an appointment this way, and, and you certainly can, I'm not saying you can't, uh, you can, but I think the vibe you're creating is that you are desperate and needy and it's going to and it's going to hurt you so i just want you to be aware of that all right so before you go just a quick reminder we launched uh, a first of its kind course by the way at least for me and it's called uh ai sales mastery there's been so much talk this year about ai specifically uh chat uh gpt and you know the chat bots and things like that and you know one of the things that kind of uh was off-putting for me uh and even still 
is that, and I saw this back when LinkedIn came about, and, you know, even people kind of uh, debating whether cold calls are effective, a lot of the time when we look at something like this with AI and, uh, you know, chatbots and chat GPT, what happens is a lot of the time people will put one versus the other, right? So, you know, in the past, before all this, you know, AI stuff, and I still see it, you know, which is more effective, you know, uh, LinkedIn or cold calls or, you know, which is more effective, emails or cold calling or whatever. Um, you know, I, I think it's the wrong question. I really do because, you know, to me, we really need both. We, you know, why am I putting one versus the other? I'll put one versus the other when I'm strapped for time. What's a better use of my time? I'm all for that. But like right now, I see this where people are comparing it to traditional selling. And I don't know why you would do that. Nobody's saying you have to pick one. I, you know, anybody ever tells you you have to pick one, pick one, just tell them you could reject the question. So I reject the question. Fuck yourself. I'm not picking one who says i have to pick one you know i'm gonna you know sales is a mixed martial art and we have to embrace as many different things as we can you know to to bring home the proverbial bacon so i launched this course i actually just launched it on friday and um a record amount of people signed up for the course i'm already getting amazing feedback on the course which makes me really really happy and what we do in this course is that we marry traditional scaling, selling skills in with, you know, AI and, you know, chatbots and things like that, where I'm not preaching something where it's going to replace salesmanship and being a sales rep. I just think it can save you a tremendous amount of time. I mean, you know, there's a lot of things, and I talk about it in session one, actually, but, you know, one of the biggest things I think that embracing this will help you with, we have in sales all these moments, we don't even realize it, of like a writer's block. I want you to think about that. How many times you've stared at a blank screen, whether it be replying to someone in one of those fuck off emails that we talked about. Uh, it might be responding to someone. It might be that initial contact. It might be writing a sequence. It might be your LinkedIn communication. It could be, you know, if you believe in posting some content over on LinkedIn, where we have those moments, even writing a proposal or whatever, where it's like, you know, just kind of getting started. Like sometimes we're staring at the blank screen. Those moments add up more than you realize. So there's a lot of things you can do with AI to help you with that. Now, what I did with this course to make it different is that um, I realized something right as I was about to launch the course that, you know, first of all, a lot of people don't know the commands to put into something like a chat GPT. Um, so what I've done is I've created a list of prompts, which is a fancy way of saying commands, to get you the information um, that I think would be very, very helpful to you. That's number one. The other thing that I've done is I've created the course in such a way that I include with the course a ton of email, LinkedIn templates, phone scripts, voicemail scripts, um, you know, things throughout the sales cycles, like a 
the questions that you should ask during your needs analysis. Now, you might be saying, but what does that have to do with AI? Ah, there's some cool stuff you could do. It's a starting point. And there are some cool ways that you could use AI to modify those templates. You ready for this? In your voice and in your style. And I teach you how to do that in the course. So there's a lot of things that we cover during the course. Um, there's a lot of cool things that have been added to it. And before I give you the, uh, the link that you can go visit, um, I want you to understand something, that there was a pre-launch price of $299 as of right now. Today is July 23rd, 2023. If in the next two days you want that particular price of $299, you better get moving and you better register. Even though session one's happened, I record all the sessions and you can catch up. Not a problem. You can go at your own pace too. Uh, the thing of it is, that's the pre-launch price. And I'm still going to honor the pre-launch price, even though we launched the other day, but I'm going to honor it for two more days. Um, after July 25th, that $299 price tag goes away and the new price tag instead of $299 is going to be $399. So if you're like me and you don't want to overpay for something, you certainly like getting something for a bargain. I mean, quite frankly, I think even at $399, it's uh, pretty generous uh, in terms of all the prompts that you're, you're being given, all the templates and scripts and uh, you know needs analysis questions, I want you to visit yoursalesplaybook.com slash AI sales mastery for more information. That's com slash AI sales mastery. With that, I'm Paul Castain from yoursalesplaybook.com. I am wishing you an incredible week ahead. Go get them. The Sales Playbook Podcast is a Castane Training Systems production. Sign up for my free sales tips by visiting yoursalesplaybook.com slash subscribe.